All right, Clayton, what number water is this now? Okay. We're like sipping on like four different waters. Let's save this one for Sunday. Okay. That's okay. You can put it back in the fridge. <laughs> if you give a cup of cold water, not warm water, right? So, yeah, we don't want you to lose a reward. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so all jokes aside, <laughs> let's open an order of prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you for this opportunity that we have to come together and hear your word and just be with our family and friends, Lord. And Father, I just thank you, Lord, for just stirring in us tonight, Lord, and, and excitement and expectation, Lord, stirring up faith as we hear the word of God tonight, Lord. We just welcome you ministering angels to minister to us and for us, the heirs of salvation, as we act upon the word of God and speak the word of God over our lives. And um, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you just to open our spiritual eyes, our ears, open our hearts, help us to be receptive to receive what it is that the Father's saying tonight. Lord, tonight, I just welcome you by your spirit to speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Um, so I'm just going to talk. I'm just going to talk tonight, and I'm going to share with you what God's been downloading to me. Um, I shared a little bit last night, so some people got a preview. Um, yes. We had glory culture last night, for those of you who don't know. Um, so tonight I'm going to be talking about expectation. So that's, I guess, what expectation looks like. I was just going to see what they... <laughs> <laughs> what they chose. Um, let's look at the definition of just the general definition of expectation. It's a noun. I think it's a kind of a verb, actually, but um, a noun. It's a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. Um, okay, so just to break it down, what God's been talking to me about, about expectation, I was just driving, and I've been hearing this, this uh, word in my spirit, and I'm driving here last night, and I started hearing the Holy Spirit just talking about expectation. And I heard him say, a farmer who plants a seed ex waits an expectation, and, and they actually water it because they're in expectation that that's going to do something, that it's going to produce something. A farmer doesn't plant a seed and then leave it alone and then not expect anything to happen because he would have had he would have wasted his time you know what i mean and so when a farmer in the natural sense is an expectation um he's planted a seed and now he's watering the seed and he's looking for something to develop something to grow i don't know if you've ever planted anything i'm so not a green thumb clayton can tell you i just stored away for this last birthday party we had last sunday I tried to make my house look beautiful on the outside. I may have to hire somebody next year, but I planted lots of plants, um, lots of flowers, and the only ones that um, will stay beautiful for me are the petunias because they're very hardy. But all the others dried up and shriveled into brown, crusty, ugly plants, <laughs> and I stored them in my garage for my visitors. But anyways, um, so... What's my point is a farmer will plant a seed, and when you, like, plant a plant from a seed form, like Clayton planted some potatoes, 
by taking the potato and watching it and watering it and putting it in the sun and watching it develop over time. And he got potatoes. He expected, he was looking over it. I don't know why he was leaving my plants alone, but he wasn't helping me out. But um, I was too preoccupied, so I wasn't looking over my plants. But he was watching it. He was waiting for it. He was expecting to see some potatoes, just because he's never done it before. He wasn't really expecting to eat them, because if he underdid them, I guess, they can be very poisonous for you. So he didn't eat these potatoes, okay? So uh, we didn't want to have any sickness in our home, so we didn't uh, eat the potatoes. But we, get to, we got to see it grow. And he was in expectation. And so a farmer, when he plants seeds, he's in expectation. What is expectation again? It's a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So you look at the seeds on the little packet of whatever you buy at Steins or wherever you go, and you're planting those things into the ground. And because of the picture that's before you, you're in expectation that that is what you're going to see as a result right? And you go, you know, day after day, and you water it without seeing a thing. I don't know, sometimes it might even be a month before you see the tiniest little green shoot. But when you see that green shoot, you're like, yes, it's working, right? And why do we get so excited? And I don't know, you might not get excited over this, but little kids really get excited when they plant something for the first time and they see it works. And they're in expectation that that thing is going to develop and grow into something beautiful that they saw on the picture. Well, do you know that the word of God is a picture for us? It's that picture that's on the seed packet. That if we will plant any one of these seeds that's in the word of God, we can water it with, with uh, the spoken word, you know, declaring and decreeing over it. We can water it with just bathing it in prayer and, and, and looking in expectation like every day I'm going to water it. Every day I'm looking to see if I can see that shoot, see if it, I see it developing. That's the word of God. When we plant it, when it's planted into our hearts, we can start looking, we can start declaring, and we can continue to water it and expect to see that thing develop and grow. When it's planted, or when we read the word, or when it's spoken in a, in a service, it's planted, and it's seed form. So a lot of people become anxious and um, uneasy thinking the word has not worked, that it's dead. Well, let me just say, faith without works is dead. <laughs> so you got to do something to, to co-work together with God. We've been talking about this. And so we have to be in faith and in expectation that we're going to see some results from what the word of God has, has said. If we put our hand to what God said in his word, we have expectation that we're going to see this thing. And we're going to continue in expectation and continue looking or continue sowing to that seed, watering that seed, watching for that seed in expectation, because sooner or later it will grow and we can get excited, right? So obviously when you're thinking about ex this word expectation, a lot of times people think pregnancy. When a woman is pregnant, just like a seed, you don't see it for a number of months. Actually, nowadays, you know, I mean, I was actually watching this old-time show, and uh, they didn't have ultrasounds. They just went by the signs of your body. 
And they, so they didn't see or know anything until they felt the baby moving in them. Then they knew that they had a baby. Nowadays, you know, we can see it at like 14 weeks or something like that. And even like 10 weeks, you can see the heartbeat, which is amazing. But the thing is, is you are carrying something. You are expecting something before you ever see it in manifestation. And it's the same way with any part of the word of God. I mean, there's so many promises, so many seeds that have been sown into our heart through the word of God. But if we're not in faith and in expectation, we are like me who never goes out and waters her plants. And we see it dry up and shrivel and never produce anything beautiful. I know, I'm awful. But I don't do that concerning the word. We need to be so diligent as a child would his or her little plants. Or so diligent like Clayton was over that baby potato that he was developing, <laughs> doing his little science project. Right? You know when your potato gets so old in the cabinet and it starts developing shoots? That's what he took. He took that potato that I left in the cabinet and he planted it. <laughs> and it produced more potatoes. But anyways, so every word of God is a seed. And it's a matter of, are we in expectation? Are we watering that seed? Are we looking for that thing to develop and grow? Because if it's abandoned, it will dry up. Why? Faith without works is dead. Okay? The word of God that's sown into hard soil will dry up. The word of God tells us. But if it's in good soil and it's watered and it's watched over and it's harvested, you'll see it reproduce. You'll see it develop. You'll see it grow. So when somebody's pregnant, they're in expectation. And, and it's really awesome because you see a mother who's pregnant and she starts shopping way ahead. I, I know because I did that. She starts shopping way ahead of time, even before they know what the gender is. They'll start buying neutral gender clothing. They'll start painting a room sometimes even before they know what color it should be painted. They'll start buying clothes and, and, and decorating a nursery, um, having showers and all kinds of things for something that they don't even yet see. Imagine if we took the word of God that seriously and actually expected so much so that we planned ahead that it was going to work. And that's what God was like. I was driving and I was like, I can't take anymore. You're saying too much. <laughs> this is too good. You know, this is how the word of God works. And the reason there's so many even believers that aren't seeing the manifestation of the word of God in, in, in manifestation in their lives and, and seeing the fruit of it in their lives is because they're not looking in expectation. They're not expecting the word of God to work for them. They hear it. And in one sense, they, they sit here and they believe it, that they believe that God's not a liar, but yet the fact that they're not in expectation, watering it, speaking it, declaring it, or even looking in expectation that it would have worked for them shows you whether they're in faith or in doubt.
expectation expects that it's going to happen. It makes plans for it to happen. So Philippians 4.19, that God supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. And then he tells us, um, if we sow, we'll also reap. Okay, so I'm just going to go there for a minute. Some people get really upset when they hear about tithes and offerings. Why? Because from their experience, they don't reap. Why? Because when they sow, they are not watering it. When they sow, they're not looking in expectation that it's going to produce anything for them. So therefore, they have neglected a seed, just like I neglect my plants. It dries up, and it doesn't reproduce. Who here has ever planted a seed and it didn't work because you didn't water it? You didn't nurture it. You didn't watch over it. It's the same way when we sow seed. Yes, you might be responding to the word of God, but faith equals expectation. And so if you're sowing, yes, you could be sowing um, because there was a good message and you're sowing out of, out of um, so to say, faith or believing that God's word is true or you're sowing because it was a good message and you're sowing or you're sowing because God says to give him a tenth. And that's great. Be obedient. But do it with expectation that God is going to respond what his word says, so you will also reap. If you sow, if you give, he says, it will be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Why is that not happening to some? It's because the ones who it's happening to is they are in expectation. They're looking for it. And in fact, until they see it, they believe it. And they're speaking and declaring over it. What are they doing? They're watering their seed. They're giving it nutrition. They're giving it what it needs to grow and develop. I thank you, Lord, that on such and such a date I planted that seed. And I thank you, Lord, that it's producing a harvest for me that I don't have room enough to contain. They just plant the seed, and they leave it, and they forget they ever planted that seed. That's not expectation. Now, when I was a, a teenager, I really, really wanted my first car. And I had $200 in the bank. That was a lot for me. There, we have some kids staying with us, uh, some teenagers, friends of Ethan's. They have a lot more than we had in the bank at that time. <laughs> but I was believing God for a car and nobody wanted to approve me. I tried. But I had $200 in my bank account. Now the Lord spoke to me and said, if I will sow that as a seed, he would give me my car. So what did I do? I sowed because out of response to God, not just to a compelling word, because I was already a tither, but I was sowing a seed for something I desired. And so out of response to God speaking to me to sow a seed, I sowed a seed. Now, if I would have sowed the seed and left it alone and forgot all about it and didn't water it and didn't look for anything to work out for me, nothing would have worked out. But I sowed that seed declaring what it was I was sowing it for because God told me. And then I was looking in expectation. I was actually thanking God with excitement on the inside. Do you ever have an excitement on the inside? You know something great's going to happen. Like whether it's that you know that you know or whether it's that you know by the spirit you know, but you have this excitement on the inside. I had that. 
What is that? That's expectation. That's the knowing that it's going to turn out for you. And it did. Somebody called the very next day and approved me. Amen? Hallelujah. So the word of God is that seed picture. And when you look at that picture, that's what you're supposed to be expecting. And so that's really what God was doing to Abraham when he took him outside. And he's giving him the promise of, of being a father of many nations, right? Even though it looked like absolutely impossible in the natural. God's saying, if you believe me, all things are possible. In Genesis 15, 5, it says, Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars. If you can, that's how many descendants you will have. And fast forward Hebrews 11, 11, it says, It was by faith that Sarah, or you could say by faith or expectation in God's word or God's seed, that Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren and was too old, naturally speaking, she believed that God would keep his promise. What was God doing when he showed him the stars? He was giving him that seed packet. He was giving him the vision of what he should be looking for, what he should be expecting. The word of God says, without a vision, the people perish. So what did he do when he gave us the word and why Jesus spoke in parables too? Is he's painting a picture for us so that we know what to be expecting. So Sarah and Abraham, even though we know that they kind of messed up along the way, which I'm sure, I like that God put that in there um, so that we wouldn't know, wouldn't think that they were perfect. <laughs> Because how many of us have messed up from time to time when we're believing God for something or for the, for the fulfillment of one of the promises of God? They messed up. They tried to help God out. And they created Ishmael. But, yes, what a mess to this day. But God's plan still prevailed. They got back on the right track, continued in faith and expectation of what God had shown them and spoken to them through looking at the stars in the sky or the sand. They waited in expectation a long time, even though they were already too old. They waited quite a long time for the fulfillment. But God is, is faithful to keep his word. So we should not lose heart or lose hope when we're waiting for a promise from God. If he said it, he will make it good. He, the word of God says that he's not a man that he would lie. Men lie. Sometimes they, can, they can't be trusted. But God doesn't. He's faithful to keep his promises. His promises are yes and amen. So then what's the problem? The problem is we are allowing that seed to die. We are allowing the promise that God has spoken to us. When he sows it, it's a seed, remember. We're allowing it to die. We're supposed to be nurturing that seed. When God gives us a word of prophecy, what are we supposed to do with it? We talked about it at the Prophetic Voice Conference. What we don't realize is a prophecy is a seed from the Holy Spirit telling us of your plan, of his plan and his future that he has for you. What are you supposed to do with the seed? We know in the natural, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to nurture it. You're supposed to, to water it. You're supposed to watch over it as if you are in expectation that you're going to see that thing develop. 
That's what faith is. And here's the thing is, faith is what moves God. And also, faith is an action. Or expectation, I think, is not just a noun, but it's an action. You're watching over it. You're watering it. You're nurturing it. You're looking at it. That's all expectation. So you can see why God would say, if you doubt, you're going to do without. In James 1, 6 and 7, he says, but let him, whatever you're asking for, but in this instance, he's asking for wisdom, but let him ask in faith. Or you could say, or let him ask in expectation without wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Let that man not think he'll receive anything from the Lord. Now, is it God's will for you not to receive anything? No. We know, 3 John uh, 1, 2, he says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper, that you would be in health, and that your soul would prosper. What does he want? He wants every promise in the word of God. He wants you to be walking in it. He has already sown the seed. It's our problem if we're not reading the word or we're not coming to church to hear the word because faith comes by hearing the word. The seeds are sown into our heart by reading or hearing the word of God. So we have a job to do. He's already given us all the seeds for our entire life that we could ever need to live a life that's blessed and prosperous, successful. God is not against any of that. He said, beloved, I wish that you would be. I wish that you would be, but you need to take these seeds and do something with it. Plant them into your heart. Water them. He says in, in Psalms 1, he says, he who meditates on my word day and night, what is that? That's, that's nurturing that seed. He who meditates and thinks upon, or, or you're really kind of watering and looking after, an expectation day and night will be like a seed that is planted by streams of living water. His leaf will not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. That, that's whatever seed is planted, whatever portion of the word of God that you're meditating on, it will be like you'll, you'll have a... a a harvest of it. Let's look at how Elijah was in expectation. First Kings 18, 42 through 46. We know Elijah prays for rain. He prayed that the rain would be stopped just to show and prove that his God is God. And now he's praying for the rains to come after a big famine and in a dry spell. So Elijah says to Ahab, go get something to eat and drink. He's speaking and declaring by faith, people. He didn't hear God say this. He's declaring something by faith. Didn't we just learn about that? If we decree and declare we are and, and believe, then we are to look with expectation for this thing to happen. We're releasing the word of God over a situation, and the Holy Spirit goes out to confirm the word. The angels are loose to go out, and they're getting excited to do the word and produce it for us. So Elijah speaks, and he says, Go get something to eat and drink, quick, for I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. He's speaking by faith. 
He hears it by faith. He's in expectation already, and he hasn't even prayed for it yet. Isn't that cool? He knows that God, the minute he gets on his knees, is going to answer his prayer. If we would only know and have that much assurance in the God that we serve, that when we pray, that we actually believe in expectation that he hears our prayers and he answers our prayers. Isn't that what he says? It is. So he's going to go to God in prayer before he even does. He says, go, get something to eat because I hear a mighty rainstorm coming. Because he knows that in just a moment he's going to get on his knees and pray for a rainstorm. That's how much expectation he had. So Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the mountaintop, Mount Carmel. Sounds good. He bowed low to the ground and prayed with his face between his knees. Immediately, listen. Then he said to his servant, go and look towards the sea. When the servant looked and returned to Elijah, he said, I didn't see anything. But seven times he told him to go look. What was he doing? He was waiting in expectation. He was actually looking for the answer. You can't pray for God to work all things together for your good concerning, we'll say, a house deal or something like that, and then not look for it. Expect it so much so that you're looking for it. You're checking your emails. You're, you're, you're checking those texts. You're, you hear that phone ring, and you know that it's, something's working out for your good. And then you can apply that to any one of your, your businesses or the things you're believing God for. You're in expectation, and you're looking for that answer, and it, it might seem kind of silly, but at the same time, God puts it in his word. Elijah, a prophet of God, a mighty prophet of God, does it this way. He's in so much faith that God heard his prayers and so much expectation, or you could say faith, that God heard his prayers, that he sends his servant to go look for the answer seven times. He didn't let it get him down. He didn't get into doubt and unbelief and become like a wave of the sea that's tossed to and fro. But he expected that at some point God was going to bring the answer whatever way he wanted to bring it. But he knew that God was going to answer. Why? Because he knew that the God he serves hears his prayers and answers his prayers. What is that? Expectation. Why would we ever pray any other way? Because that man shouldn't expect to receive anything from the Lord. So if you're not going to be in faith that God will hear your prayers and answer your prayers, why even go pray? It's not going to produce. It's just a religious act. I'm excited. <laughs> Seven times, he says, go look. Finally, the seventh time, his servant told him, I saw a little cloud about the size of a man's hand rising from the sea. Elijah shouted, "Woohoo! <laughs> hurry up, Ahab, he tells him. Go, climb on your chariot and go back home. If you don't hurry, the rain is going to stop you. It's a cloud, this big. But he knew, he was in such expectation that it was coming. What do you believe in God for? Are you believing God for some kind of financial breakthrough? You've sowed some kind of seed and you named that seed and you know you've been watering that seed. And, and, and uh, we'll say a random $50 check comes in the mail and you weren't expecting that. That's your cloud. Start shouting. Start making plans that that breakthrough's coming. 
because God heard your prayer. See, the problem is, as we pray, we might sow a seed, and, and, and we're speaking, we're believing, and then we see the cloud come in, and we don't get excited. We don't stay in expectation. In fact, we, we start backpedaling. And we start trying to help God out like Abraham and Sarah. And we delay. God doesn't want that for us. God wants us to get so excited that we make plans for the answer. I'm excited. This is what God's telling me. This is how the entire word works. If you want it to work for you, it's simply a seed. That's why he said, out of the mouths of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. When, when you're believing God for something, find two or three scriptures that say that thing that you can stand on. Plant at least two or three seeds into your heart concerning that thing. And then believe it, water it, and watch the harvest be produced. Meditate on it day and night. What is meditating? That's thinking, that's dwelling on, that's, that's, that's um, expecting. Um, my aunt, she may be watching right now, but um, she was going through a major health issue, major. Right as soon as we launched the, the Passion Church Hayward, immediately attacked by the enemy like crazy, like she, they were thinking she wasn't going to live. And uh, I have this random dream, and in this dream, she's so excited. It's her and my mom, and then I come into the store, and, and she bought these two pieces of luggage, one big luggage and one, like, carry-on luggage. And she was so excited about showing me this, this bag, and, and she was planning a trip, her and my mom. And then I woke up, and I was like, well, what in the world? But I was driving. This is a while back, like a few months back. And the Holy Spirit started revealing to me what it was. Maybe it runs in the family, and maybe it's not just us. Maybe it's you guys, too. But when someone's excited to go on a trip, they don't just book the trip that day, and then they go on it. They plan usually six months in advance. And some women, not me, will buy clothes for that trip and then when on the trip, will buy some more clothes. <laughs> but I'm telling on myself. <laughs> um, but what is that? That's expectation. That's planning in advance that you're actually going to go on a trip that you don't know anything about, that you don't see, that you're not feeling. But you have expectation. I'm going on this trip. I'm going to get on an airplane. I'm going to go lay on a beach or whatever it might be. And you pack your bags, and you don't even see it or feel it yet. Sometimes my mom will pack a bag a week ahead of time. And it sits in her closet, and it's all ready to go. I'm losing my train of thought. Oh, so the dream. So I'm driving, and the Lord said, the dream was a seed. It was a vision or, or like how God showed Abraham the sky. It was a vision of what to look forward to, what to expect. 
whoo, the Holy Spirit's all over me. So I called her, and it seems like no, no big deal, you know, to, to the average person. But I knew that the Holy Spirit was telling me, this is her answer. This is what she needs to do in order to connect her faith. She needs to be an expectation that she will be healthy enough to go on a trip. Listen to this. I called her. She's actually in the hospital, not doing well. My mom's there in Hayward visiting her. I call my mom to tell her I had a dream and this is the interpretation. You were to buy her some luggage, or she's to buy luggage, but she can't leave the hospital, so she's having my mom buy her luggage. And you guys are to plan a trip because when you're healthy, that's when you typically plan a trip. She needs to believe God that she's going to be healthy enough to buy some luggage and plan a trip. And she goes, you won't believe it. And I said, what? She said, Diane's daughters just asked me and Diane if we'll go to Hawaii with them. Literally that very day that I'm calling her about buying luggage for a trip. I said, she needs to go. And she needs to plan for it. Why? Because she needs to connect her faith and be in expectation that she's going to fully recover and be in health and healing and wholeness to go on that trip. So that very day, they started the process of booking. They started the process of buying the, the, the luggage and all this. And she has been recovering at a great speed compared to what they thought that she should be. And I believe that she's going to be in, in whole just healthy and whole to be able to go on this trip. It's next month. Hallelujah. So Elijah shouts when he sees that cloud. Soon the sky, soon, because he's in expectation. Soon the sky is black with clouds. Heavy wind brought a ter terrific rainstorm, and Ahab left quickly, and then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak in, because they were, I think you talked about this one time, <laughs> this long thing that he's wearing. He tucked it in between his legs. I think it was like a long scarf type thing around their waist. And he grabbed hold of it so that he could run like he had pants on. <laughs> so he's wearing these like gaucho pants, and he's running, and he passes up the chariot. He doesn't have Nikes on. He's in the desert wearing those ridiculous sandals. I don't know, tied on by some kind of tweed. But he passes up the chariot. Why? Because he's in so much excitement and expectation that God has heard his prayer and has answered his prayer. If you really believe that when you pray, he said, believe that you receive. When you pray, Believe that God's heard your prayer and you receive what you've asked for. Have the assurance. Have the expectation when you pray. You should get excited. When you pray, he got excited. He expected. He was looking for it. And then when he saw the tiniest answer come in, he ran with it. He got excited. And I think it's storming right now. <laughs> I hear thunder or something. 
Hallelujah. Expectation is faith that is believing before you see the answer. It's seeing it with the eye of faith. It's planning for it ahead of time, preparing that nursery, preparing for the harvest. You know, the farmers don't wait till the harvest is, is ripe before they get all their machines working to bring in the harvest. They plan ahead, and they get those things doctored up, and, and I don't know all the terms, but they get them all ready to go out and they, to bring in the harvest when it's ready. A mother, when she's an ex expectation and she's like about eight nine months every little and I know this because I did it like four times <laughs> um I have three but one's in heaven um so anyways every little kick or every little you know pain or whatever during those last month or two you're expecting this isn't it it's gonna happen I remember me and Clayton um trying to push it along and taking long walks to get get the contractions going. Why? Because you're an expectation and you're so excited to see the manifestation of what you've been looking for. Well, Elijah took a, took a super long and fast run. He was so excited. He didn't even hop on with Ahab. He just went ahead right past him. That's expectation. That's planning that God's going to answer your prayers. I mean, that cloud, how many times have we seen the clouds come and then they go, and it's like, oh, today you're going to have storms, 90%, and then all of a sudden the clouds turn around and they head the other way. No, he, he, could have, he could have been like, well, that cloud might turn around, so you know, I'm going to just wait to make sure it does turn dark, and I'm going to wait till I feel a couple trickles of water. Then I'll be excited. No. Get excited ahead of time. Have expectation ahead of time that the moment you pray, the answer's on its way. The moment, that, what, that's what the angel told Daniel, the moment he prayed, the answer was on its way. I hope you're getting something here. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we already know this, but this is it. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. This is what faith is. It's the reality of things that we can't yet see. It's the reality that God makes the impossible possible. That God hears our prayers. That God keeps his word. Hallelujah. Expectation gets excited about something. Expectation does something. Expectation looks for it. Expectation runs, <laughs> passes up a chariot. Expectation produces a baby room before you can even see the baby. Expectation um, prepares for harvest even before you see one little shoot of grass coming through. Farmers are faith people, really. I mean, they're depending that this is going to be produced so that they have a living. And you know that God created us all to take all of these seeds. If you think about the word of God as seeds, don't you just want to gobble it up? Because, man, you could be producing way more in your life. I'm, I'm going to because I'm encouraged. <laughs> Expectation gets ready for it to happen before you can physically see it. 
So concerning anything in the word, I'll just take this passage, which is like dear to my heart. James 4, 8. Draw close to God, and he will draw close to you. Faith or expectation would spend time in prayer then, would spend time in worship, would, would get into church on a Wednesday night, which we're growing. We're growing on a Wednesday night, so I'm happy about that. More people are, are drawing close to God. They don't want just, they're not satisfied with just Sunday morning. They want to they wanna hear more. They want to get more of the word in their hearts. They want to grow. That's what James 4, 8 is about. Draw close to God and he will draw close to you. You're coming because you know the word of God's true. And if you draw close to God, that means that you're going to walk away with more of God in your life. But if you didn't believe it for real, like you hear, you're here, you're hearing it, you're letting it go in one ear and out the other, and you don't really believe it, you're not going to apply it. You might agree mentally, yeah, 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 that's true. But if you don't set your hand to it and then expect that you're going to grow in the Lord and in your walk with the Lord, then you're really not in faith. You're in doubt. And so then you do without. But if you believe that word is true, draw close to God and he will draw close to you. Then you'll spend time sowing to the Spirit. Spending time in prayer, spending time putting on worship music and just letting worship come from your lips, worshiping him from your heart. Because you know the word's true. You're watering that word, you're sowing that word, you're doing that word. And you're trusting that God's word is true and you're going to end up being close to God because you're sowing to it. You're an expectation that as you act on that scripture, I mean, if you only did that one scripture, you would be really harvesting a lot, drawing close to God, okay? The Lord spoke this to me as I was spending time here at Glory Culture. He said, you don't pray and spend time with me as if nothing's going to happen. You do it with expectation that you receive, and then you're joyful. So when you spend time with God, I, I, I know this. I get excited. Next week, school starts. Yes. <laughs> Why do I say that? I love my kids so much. Because the moment I drop them off, distractions go out the window. And as soon as I drop them off, Clayton can tell you because he's sitting on his computer doing his work. He works from home. In our, in our kitchen, I get my coffee. I run upstairs, and he doesn't see me for hours. And I'm not patting myself on the back. This is just how it is. I'm in expectation that as I go spend time with the Lord, I'm going to reap of the Spirit if I sow to the Spirit. As I draw close to God, I'm going to hear his voice more clearly. I'm going to see things in the Spirit because I'm spending time with him. Uh, what is that? I'm in expectation. Now somebody who may come to glory culture or maybe go spend some time and make a decision, I'm going to spend time in, in prayer, but they're not in expectation. It can get really boring really fast. They'll start looking at their watch, and they'll hear the clock. But someone who gets lost in the spirit in expectation starts receiving from the Spirit of God, starts hearing the Word of God, starts seeing in the Spirit what the Spirit of God is showing him, what the Father's doing. I told you I would preach it with fire. <laughs> I was giving them a little preview, and I was like, oh, this is going to be better tomorrow. Hallelujah. 
So the Lord says to me, you don't spend, talking about me and, and any one of us, you don't spend time and go to, to set aside time to spend time with God without expectation or, or it's going to be kind of boring. But you're going to do it with expectation. And when you do it with expectation, you're going to come out being filled with God. Filled with his presence, having a fresh revelation of him or, you know, a fresh word from him or whatever. Something is going to happen. How do we know that? He says it. Draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. Just have assurance. That word right there is alone. It's true. You sow to the spirit, Galatians 6, 8, you'll reap of the spirit. That word alone, if you're just acting on that word alone, it's true. If you're doing it with expectation. So I'm going to go spend time with God. I'm going to read his word. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to get into his presence with thanksgiving and praise. And then I'm going to sit and soak and be still and know he is God and let him fill me up or speak to me or show me things to come. Whatever way he leads. And I can have assurance, I can have expectation that if I will sow to the Spirit, I'm also going to reap of the Spirit. Amen? Hallelujah. So, we want to ask in faith and expect to receive. Somebody who plays hide and seek expects to find. The kids were playing hide and seek at our house this weekend. And I love how this has nothing to do with the word, but um, when they're little, they like to give away where they are because they like to be found. Do you know that God likes to be found? It does have to do with the word. <laughs> God's not trying to hide from you, but he does want to be pursued. So he says, seek me first in my kingdom and my righteousness, and then I'm going to add all these things unto you. Draw close to me. He's not going to make himself, you know, he's not going to make you come here and give me a hug. <laughs> Like some old, gross uncle. <laughs> like in the movies. I don't have any gross uncles. But anyways, come here, you know. God isn't forcing his love upon us. But if we'll draw close to him and we want to love him, we want to, you know, spend time with him because we love him, he'll draw close to us. You're going to remember this message? <laughs> so if we seek after him, he says he'll, you'll find. If you knock, he says the door will be open. If you ask, he says you will receive. So that passage, Matthew 7, 7, is a great basis for expectation in your relationship with God. And regarding any seed of the word of God that you want to apply it to. Whoever's not hearing this is missing out on many answers in their lives. Mark 16, 16 through 18 says this. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that is not shall be damned. And these signs will follow them that what? Believe. Or you could say them that are in expectation. These signs will follow them that believe or have faith or are in expectation. In my name, if you're in expectation, in my name, if you're in faith, in my name, if you're actually believing, they will cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. 
They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Listen, he didn't say anyone who lays hands on the sick shall recover. And he didn't say just because you have Jesus Christ in your heart means that you believe that they shall recover. He said, he who believes and lays hands on the sick shall recover. Or you could say, he who is in faith and expectation that when they lay hands on you, you're actually going to see an answer take place in your body. That's when it works. It's not every single time. So you want to make sure and check your heart and actually know that you're expecting that you're going to see a miracle when you act on that passage. The Lord spoke to me and he said, you might as well not pray if you don't believe or expect anything to happen. I was like, whoa, so true. Because he said, let's look at it again. These signs will follow them that what? Believe. Those that expect. When you're believing, you're expecting. When I believe that I'm pregnant, or when I believe that I've sown a harvest, or when I believe that I've sown a seed, I'm in expectation. When I believe and I lay hands on the sick, I'm in expectation that God's going to confirm a word with signs following. He said, might as well not pray if you don't believe or expect anything to happen. How many prayers have we prayed that have fallen to the ground? Why? Not because God didn't want to hear them, but because they were not a prayer of faith. They were not a prayer of expectation that God will or God hears our prayer, or wants to answer our prayer. We already know his will. His will is good. Everything good and perfect comes down from the Father above. Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd be in health and, be, and that your soul would prosper. He wants you healthy, spirit, soul, body, and mind. So that shouldn't even be a question whether God wants to heal you, or God wants to set you free, or God wants you to have a sound mind in Christ Jesus. That is already settled. Jesus already purchased all freedom on the cross, amen? And he got the keys of death, hell, and the grave. So that's solidified already. So we should be in faith and expectation that Jesus already purchased that person's freedom. Yeah. Now, regarding something so, so important for the believers, so important that Jesus said in John 16, it's better that I go away because if I go away, the advocate will come. The Holy Spirit will come. And he'll tell you everything you need to know, everything that the Father's doing, everything the Father's saying, and this is how I lived my life. This is how I did my ministry. And it's going to be so much better for you if I go away and you have the Holy Spirit just like I have the Holy Spirit. But he says in Luke 24, 49, Behold, I will send you the promise of my Father upon you. But wait in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. What was he telling them? There you go. He was telling them 
to expect this promise, to wait in expectation, to look for it, to continue ministering to the Lord, continue waiting upon the Lord, continue spending time with the Lord. So, so what did they do then? They, they broke bread. They fellowshiped because they had to eat. Um, not all of them were on a fast, okay? They're, but they're fellowshipping, but they're consumed with being focused on waiting for this promise in expectation that Jesus had promised. And they believed to this point that he wasn't a liar. So that if they would do it the way he said to do it, to wait with expectation until they receive it, that they would actually walk away with power from on high to do the same works and even greater works than Jesus had done. So what is the problem? Why is a lot of Christian people not walking around with the power? And I'm not just talking about laying hands on the sick. I'm talking about your, your Jesus walking around. He was supposed to be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. What has happened? Believers have not waited with expectation. They get excited about one baptism, or they get excited about the tongues, or they get excited about feeling a little bit of heat, or they get excited and then they leave thinking that's what they came for. That is not what we are supposed to be waiting for. We're supposed to be waiting until we're manifesting as Jesus did walking this earth. And if you haven't gotten it yet, and you have to go out there and work, continue praying. Continue spending time with God. Continue meditating on the word. And then as soon as you have a moment of freedom, go back into that prayer room and continue waiting because he promised something. And if you don't have it yet, he is going to fulfill that promise if you will continue to wait in expectation. But the problem is we have stopped waiting in expectation. We have our little prayer service. We have our little worship service. We have a little seed sown through the word of God. All good, right? But it's personal. It's between you and God if you want what the 120 believers received on that day of Pentecost. They left that place not just being filled once, but filled to overflowing until the spirit of the Lord was upon them, anointing them to do the same works. Charles Finney found himself, he was endued with power, and sometimes he would find himself depleted of that power because when we give out, we're, we're, we're like rivers of living water flowing out of us, like there's this gush going out tonight. Now, I can leave here and I can be totally depleted. I, I, God fills me up too, but, but I pray, Lord, I ask you for a refilling. You said freely you have received, freely give, and, and it's just a cycle. But if I leave here and I don't get refilled, I will be empty. And that's what he found himself sometimes empty. So what he would he do? He would set aside two or three days and he'd go and he would wait in expectation that he would get a refilling and a recharge. And when he knew he was now undued with power again, because we can have refillings, then he would go out and start doing the work again. I mean, we're talking about whole factories falling under the power of God and repenting without him saying a word. That's what Jesus did. Demons would cry out when he'd come near them. Why? Because he was endued with the power of God. There is a level that God wants us to walk in, but not very many people get there. Why? God is, this is why I'm so excited. This is the simplest thing 
the entire word will work for you if you'll be in expectation and don't stop until you have what he promised you. Whatever it is that you're believing for. Some of you might go after, you know, certain areas of the word, but I say take it all. And especially this one. So we can fulfill God's will on earth as it is in heaven. Acts 1.8, he says, and it's said a few different ways in, in a few different passages here. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, through Judea, through Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In other words, sky's the limit to what I can use you to achieve here. If you will wait in expectation, not just till you feel my presence in a place. Not just till, till I start speaking to you through the, 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 by the Spirit. Not just till I start giving you a vision or a dream. Because all these things are great. That means you're increasing in, in your walk with the Lord. It's wonderful. So don't get me wrong. But as you start going that direction, don't stop and be satisfied with that. But wait in expectation for the fulfillment of the promise of the endowment of power. For some of you, this is like, that's okay. Take it one little spoonful at a time. Just start, start meditating on, on one passage of something you're believing God for and just take it step by step. But if this is where you're at, go after it and don't stop till you have it. You can live your life and continue to pursue God, but every single time he's drawn you away, it's simply because he knows that you're in expectation and you're actually going to respond to him. The Lord said, oh, thank you, Jesus. He said this. He said, if you expected, you would wait and do whatever the word says. If we actually believe that Jesus was telling the truth in this passage, we would have waited. Until now, we have not been in expectation. How do I know that? Because... I know that <laughs> because we would have 30 Jesuses walking in this room right now. And this is what he wants. But we need to keep pressing in, keep drawing close, keep being filled with the Spirit, keep sowing to the Spirit. It's what's going to happen. Isaiah 40, 31. Those who wait upon the Lord. Not just like, oh, I'm going to sit around and, and, and not focus on God. No. Those who are waiting like the disciples were in that upper room in expectation for the promise. Those who wait upon the Lord. Those who are looking and focused upon the Lord. He will renew their strength. They will soar high on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. It's not talking about somebody who's just simply coming into a message, hearing the word, and then going out and not doing it. That's letting seed fall to the ground on rocky ground and the birds are going to pick it up and run off with it. No, what he's talking about is waiting on the Lord in expectation, in focused attention, that you're loving on Jesus, you're spending time with him, he's saturating you, you can't wait to get back to that secret place whenever you can. And then even when you can't, your, your lips are stuttering with uh, mumbling, with, with um, prayer. Your lips are glorifying God. Every moment you have focused on the Lord. 
those who, but those who hope in the Lord or those who wait upon the Lord or those who are in expectation, spending time with the Lord, he will renew their strength. This is what he says is going to happen if you're in expectation. This is what happened to the disciples. They will soar high on wings as eagles. They will run. Well, a lot of them were translated. That's kind of like soaring high on wings as eagles. Going from one place to the other. Translated through prison gates. Translated out of getting their heads chopped off. Translated out of uh, cities into another city. Like crazy stuff. All supernatural simply because they were in time waiting on the Lord. Their, their focus was the Lord. They were here to do the Father's will, nothing else. We're not here for us. The minute we exchange our life for his life, we now are to fulfill his desire on earth as it is in heaven. That's another message. But they will soar high on wings as eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. In other words, when you're waiting on the Lord and you're renewed with his strength, his power, the endowment of power, you're not going to be weary. You're not going to faint. You're going to be so charged up with the presence and power of God. It's not going to be by your own hands or by your own works that any of this is accomplished. You're not going to get tired of doing it. You're going to get excited to do more. Acts 1, 4 through 5 says, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he keeps saying this. He's keep, he keeps on telling them. He gave them this command, Don't leave Jerusalem. But wait for the gift of my father that he has promised you. You've heard of me speak about it. So he's just reiterating this. He didn't say it one time. He said it several times to get it across. He emphasized it. This is very important for your life and for the ministry that I have for you. That you would wait in expectation in my presence. That you would focus on me and my presence. And expect that when you sow to the Spirit, you're going to come out of there more full of me. You're going to come out of there more saturated with my presence. I get really excited when people tell me they see the glory of God on me. Why? Because that means the Word of God is working. Because that means if I'm sowing to the Spirit, and I'm, that means I'm reaping of the Spirit. I told you a couple weeks ago we went to this little pub down the street after church for lunch and I walked in and right when you walk in it's like a bar kind of area but I walked in and the bartender goes whoa and I was like what she goes you just lit up the room and I was just like wow what a compliment well I know that's from because we just got out of church and that's God's presence it wasn't like I was so snazzy that day it was because Jesus was in me and living through me amen who knows what could happen? I mean, Smith Wiggles or um, Charles Finney, the whole factory started calling out on Jesus. If we would light up a room, what would happen? I was like, something's happening. I'm going to keep going. Amen. He said, if you expected, you would wait or do whatever the word says to do. Maria Woodworth Eder said this. When it becomes, and she's talking regarding waiting on the Lord and, and the endowment of power. She said, when it becomes your one focus, it's not far from there. So think about it. Jesus said to the disciples, wait not many days hence. It wasn't supposed to take long. It was just supposed to be focused, expectation, 
time with the Lord. So they heard Jesus say it a number of times, so they expected. And they were focused on it. We're looking for it. What is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? What we just know and have assurance that he's going to answer and, and he's going to give this promise. So you might be believing God for, for a healing or for a deliverance or a financial breakthrough or a job or, or whatever it might be or this promise of the Father. Wait in expectation. Look for it. See it ahead of time. Meditate on the word. Meditate on what is it going to look like? What is it going to feel like? I can't wait till this happens. He said we're going to walk with miracles, signs, and wonders like he did. How is that going to look? How is that going to feel? And start daydreaming about how it's going to look, how it's going to feel. Why? Because a woman expecting a baby is going to think about how is it going to look? How is it going to feel? I'm going to get this uh, carriage, and I'm going to be walking down the street with it. I'm going to rock this baby in this rocking chair, so I'm going to go ahead and set that up, and I'm going to rock in it and see what that will look like or feel like. It's the same expectation that God wants us to have about him, about all the promises of God, especially this one. Again, expectation is a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the near future. That's what expectation is. Ephesians 5.18, he tells us, don't get drunk with wine. That leads to debauchery. Instead, be being filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs from the Spirit. Sing, make melody from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, he's given you a setup here to live a life full of the Spirit of God, to continue to stay full of the Spirit of God. Don't leave here grumbling and complaining about what you don't have. Just continue singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and thanksgiving and praise to the Lord. Why? Because that's the way you're going to stay full. Anything opposite is going to deplete your filling. It's going to empty you. Remember, Galatians 6, 8, for he who sows to the Spirit for he sows to the flesh will also reap corruption. Just like what I said. If you're sowing, grumbling, complaining, you're not going to get full. You're going to get empty real fast. But he who sows to the Spirit shall also reap of the Spirit everlasting life. What is that? The life of God. The kingdom of heaven. What is it? It's Matthew 6.33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let this be our focus. Let this be our meditation. Let this be what's coming up out of our heart and out of our mouth. Why? Because we're going to stay full. And we're going to get things added unto us from where? From the kingdom of heaven, from the spirit of God. And we're going to start manifesting the, the fruits of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. Why? Because we're full of the spirit. See, we desire the things of the spirit. We desire the gifts of the spirit. We taught on it and, and people desire it. But the thing is, is they don't really desire it unless they're seeking and pressing in and spending time with God to get full of the spirit. Why? Because somebody who's expecting would be doing that. The more full you are of the Spirit, you can't help but manifest the Spirit. The more full you are of Him, you can't help but manifest His fruits and His gifts. Because He's taking charge of you. The more full of you you are, you may manifest grumbling and complaining and irritation and agitation and all that. Stuff of the world, stuff of the flesh. 
doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means you're sowing more to the flesh than of the spirit. Because when you live by the spirit, you have the spirit's might. Remember, it's not by might. It's not by power. But it's by the spirit of God that you can live this way for him. You have to be sowing to the spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. So this is concerning anything in the word. Expectation. Sowing financial seed, expect, look for the manifestation of give and it shall be given unto you. Sowing spiritual seed, expect that as you come to church, expect as you come to glory culture, expect as you spend extra time in that secret place that you're going to come out more full of God. That you're going to receive a word or you're going to receive a fresh filling or you're just going to be filled with his joy, which is your strength. You're going to ex- you expect something to happen. Faith believes. Faith expects. And this is the way God wants us to live. We will see so much more of the, the harvest of all these seeds that have been sown into our heart all these years in the next couple years if we will do what I'm saying tonight. We'll have a really fast harvest if we would just be steadfast at watching waiting and looking in expectation, watering these things that we've been believing God for. Remember he said, you will reap if you faint not. So don't give up before the harvest. Don't give up before the promise has been revealed. Don't give up. I I was telling Austin and, and Courtney, I said, I wonder if more disciples actually initially joined the disciples in the upper room. But a few of them fainted. This is just thoughts. And only 120 of them waited in expectation and walked out of there with the endowment of power. I wonder how many of us miss something supernatural that God has for us, a, a financial breakthrough or, or whatever, because we're, we're fainting. We're giving up before we see the fulfillment of the promise. Don't give up. Remember, even the great prophet went and looked seven times. Okay? I don't know how long the seven times, like if it was seven months, I don't know. Somebody could do a study on that. <laughs> but I didn't. But you don't know how long that, that time, you know, the time that lapsed there. Seven times in a day? I don't know. Seven times in seven months. But he continued to look. He continued in expectation. So continue. Because you will reap. If God said it in his word, you will have that promise. If you faint not. Amen. Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some people think. No. So be patient for it. Hallelujah. Psalms 145.13 says, The Lord is faithful to all his promises and loving towards all he has made. That's all I've got for you. Hallelujah. You want to close with the offering?